well, well. Well, well, well. Let's be very serious today. Okay. And, and get right into the fact that this is a podcast. Uh, yes. And then I'm Rachel Morgan. You are. I'm Corey Kraft. And this you didn't is, ask, but that's who I am. That's who you are. We should treat this more like a LinkedIn profile. Uh huh. I a MySpace page. <laughs> um, so, so I've worked for about nine years at my current <laughs> job. Um, I have a lot of really applicable skills. Um, podcasting, not one of them. Oh <laughs> as, man! As our listeners no oh, doubt man. know by this point. I'll just I'll just skip right to it and say um, not on my LinkedIn page because I haven't. I don't think I've filled anything out on there. Like somehow I got hooked into getting one, but I haven't filled anything out. Not on my LinkedIn page. This is a podcast about movies. Uh, called Side Talks. That's right. That's right. Yep. We're, we're the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Festival and the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema. And is this, here's the question. Uh-huh. Is this intro as fun as LinkedIn? It has to be. I think at it's least more fun. as fun. I think it's more fun. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Oh, man. All right, Brad, go ahead and start the timer. Oh, boy. What are we fighting about, Corey? And what side are you taking? Because I think the listeners are going to be very <laughs> interested in this today. We're fighting about beloved holiday classic Home Alone, one of the highest grossed, grossing movies of the 1990s. Uh, it catapulted a uh, little Macaulay Culkin to superstardom and a big ass fortune that he then, you know, spent very quickly throwing parties in New York. Well, it happens. Um, look, Home Alone is a bad movie that I don't like. Oh, and did I everybody know... hear that? Finally, I'm on the I'm on the side of of the general public. You're you're taking the populist viewpoint here, Rachel. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure that you necessarily wildly disagree with my contention. Let's just leave that out. I, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm, I'm taking the pro on this. I'm going to say Home Alone's a great Christmas film. Everybody likes it. <laughs> we caught the I backhanded like compliment there. <laughs> I like it. It's enjoyable. You know, it, it's a staple. It's not going anywhere. You might as well embrace it i think it's a good film and of course i will say my my boy john uh-huh. hughes yeah he wrote create, it. he wrote this and created the characters for he did uh-huh. not direct it right chris columbus am i correct chris here? columbus yep. directed it and we are talking home alone the original not home alone 2 which is not necessarily going to end us in a different place but i'm just highlighting that this is the first one this is the 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 og they, they leave him home alone when they go to paris Catherine o'hara and john hurd or his parents they've got like nine well, well, they've got like five children and like nine cousins and a big old group of people who rush to the airport one morning, but they leave little Kevin behind. That's and right. then Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern break into his house and try to rob him, but he fights back with all sorts of uh, little traps. Yes, indeed. And so I'm going to kind of act like you and be like, so, I mean, come on, Corey, tell me, what <laughs> what is it you like about this film? I mean, support your argument. Okay. Here. All right. Okay. I what do is it like, you don't like? I, me. I do like... Catherine O'Hara because of course I do like the the John Candy cameo because I love John Candy Um, and I do like John Williams score Um, and I do like um, Pesci and Stern you know when they're not completely cartoon characters. So what's your problem? Uh, The little boy is annoying. I mean he's so annoying. The last time I watched this movie last year um, I was rooting for the Wet Bandits the whole time. I wanted them to just okay, grab though. Kevin by the scruff of his neck and and teach that little boy what for. So this is kind of, in a way, Kevin is a little Ferris Bueller. Yeah, right? and, and and the John Hughesiness of the the writing, like 
you know, it did wear on me. We, uh, my, my situation with Hughes has been well covered on this podcast. It, it has. Well, I think that the film, I think part of the thing is kind of what I would argue about Ferris Bueller. Uh-huh. I think part of it is to be a little annoyed with Kevin. Now, I think that's part of it. It's, it's a little like wah wah, but what's enjoyable are the the antics he gets up to, the pranks that he puts in place, the mm. you know the faking whether or not he's the, whether or not people are at the house and the sort of little. I, you know, I do he, like playing the old gangster movie and yeah. like scaring people away with that. And I mean, it has some great physical comedy in it and some great gags, and I do think. You know, I think part of the fun of it is seeing a little kid kind of go to the grocery store, do the whole thing, you know, be home alone. What What's your problem? At Macaulay Culkin, I guess. That's it, just really? that sort of Who's just that very that very precious like '90s kid actor thing of it all. Um, you know, I, I I bear Macaulay no ill will, but I don't think this is a particularly enjoyable experience. Um, for either of us, as far as I know. Oh, wow. I mean, maybe you're trying, he had a great you're trying time. to throw me under the bus here. I, I, no, I think it's a, you know what, in the grand scheme of Christmas films, and this is in the end of particular uh-huh. lane of Christmas films, right? Like, we're not going to be talking about Carol right now. No. We're going to be talking about Eyes Wide Shut. Those aren't embraced as being the traditional family kind of Christmas film that you go to the Alabama theater or whatever your sure. historic movie theater in town is and get your picture in front of the tree with Meemaw and then go watch a movie. This, go watch Eyes Wide Shut Yeah, with you're Meemaw. not doing that. I mean, if you do... High five. But you're not doing that. So what in the hell? What do you want? How is this any worse than any other Christmas <sighs> film? It's It was built to be a classic, and it, it, it indeed is. Mm, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else do to say. Do you really not? It, I mean, is there I, nothing I, enjoyable about this film, do you? No, you don't there, think there that... is a lot that's enjoyable about it. I'm, I am a bit of a Grinch when it comes to this. There, there, there are certain things that I really do like about this movie, and perhaps a lot of my annoyance comes from the fact that it's just so darn overplayed. Like, I don't think... This is like a high point of American culture. You know, I don't think this is like or should be canonized as some sort of comedy classic. But can it be canonized as a Christmas classic? Is it as good as... Well, why do we have to lower our standards because it's Christmas? I That's a great question, but that's a bigger question than this this argument is going to... In a place that's going to get us, and you know, I think that uh, I, the other thing that this film does, right, is it is it does build Macaulay Culkin's career. Yeah, right. I mean, this makes a sort of a child star out of this individual. Well, and if if iconic way, Home Alone is the reason we get the good son. Then I'm all for it. <laughs> or Party Monster. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brad. Yeah, we'll um, let you weigh in. Uh, Sam is out, <clears throat> so you're taking over for Sam today. Not all the right. most exciting argument we've ever had. No, no, it's not. But I do want to. So one of the things that a movie like this kind of reminds me, and and tell me if I'm wrong, in the way movies have changed, like the um, going into it just like suspending disbelief, right? Like, right. And I'm not the first, obviously the first person to point stuff like this out, but it's like, I mean, no cops came to the house. No, like if a kid was missing, had been left a- alone at home in that kind of a situation, especially a rich, white, affluent neighborhood like that. They would be tearing that fucking place apart looking for that kid. Yeah. Look at y'all sucking all no. the fun out of Christmas. No, but hold on. All that's the true. fun out of Christmas. But that's just an observation. Like, I understand that you have to do that, like, with a, this movie and a bunch of other 80s movies. Right. But I feel like that doesn't happen. I feel like nowadays there's more of an effort to be make it a little bit believable 
Does it make sense? Because people yeah. pick I do. stuff I mean, apart I think the, so much. The big argument here is what a shit mom. What a shit. What shit right. parents. They she are, was right? doing the best she could. Now John Heard checked out. That it's, dude, especially since it wasn't the only Home Alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. Especially since right. it happened twice. Right. Um, now, as far as a point system here, I think I'm going to have to like kind of treat this really like like a boxing match. In the, the like, <laughs> okay. You guys both talked about the characters being, or I guess Corey, Corey talked about Macaulay's character being annoying, right? But which is true. I mean, as time has gone on, I find him less and that character less and less endearing. But you know, equal points to Rachel for pointing out like the Bueller thing too, where it's like you're kind of supposed to be a little bit annoyed at the character. Yeah, I feel like that's what you get out of it. Um, now, Corey, this just cracks me up in the sense that. Corey has his, you know, criticisms, but he's usually the guy that's more into movies just in general. And he's kind of taking this, but I don't want to like it. <laughs> I just won't want to, which is very interesting. So I guess, I don't know if that's points for Corey or if it's for Rachel. I, I think those are my points. I think, I think those, so. those should probably be Rachel's points in fairness. Well, I'm just going to have to say, maybe I'm just in the holiday spirit right now. I kind of feel like it's a, if I had to pick... I'm going Rachel, but wow. I kind of feel like it's a draw. Look at that. To be honest with you. I think that means I won. Happy holidays. Probably. <laughs> Happy holidays. I also, let me just say, I do really, truly love the scene where he's made a bowl of ice cream. Like, I do oh, really, right. I really do love, there are a couple of moments like that that I truly kind of go, okay. And I do think that those things are, like, that's exactly what I would have done. It's cute. It's fine. I'm just an asshole. Nah. There you go. For on the record. Yeah, he said it. He not, said it. Corey us. said it. I didn't say it, Mom. My mom's notes for the podcast are always like, could you just be a little nicer to Corey? And I'm like, fuck no. Well, could you? <laughs> Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Man, that's weird. Well, here's that segment where we bring you all the, well, you could call it weird. I mean, the segment's called Man That's Weird. It sure is. But it's, you know, more than anything, it's it's like, hmm. We could call it, if it were the 90s, we would have called it the things that make you go, hmm, segment, which is one of the most <laughs> annoying sayings and songs ever. But here you go. And this is one I think, Corey, that you're very familiar with. Okay. So stop me and interject whenever you'd like. Sure. So I'm going to start this way. In 1992, Michael Madsen brother of Virginia Madsen, uh-huh. the lovely Virginia Madsen, plays a character, Mr. Blonde, a.k.a. Vic Vega. Vic Vega. In Reservoir Dogs. That's right. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. I've heard of him. Yes. Okay. In 1994, uh-huh. John Travolta plays Vincent Vega. That's right. In the one and only Pulp Fiction. These two characters are supposedly brothers. Yep. Do you know where I'm going with this? So you want to pick it up here? Well, I think I know where you're going with Let's this. And that uh, Tarantino at one point had designs to make a film, a prequel to both of these for obvious reasons, called The Vega Brothers. Exactly. Which would team Madsen and Travolta as their respective characters from those movies. Of course, time kept passing. Other things got Tarantino's attention. And the project 
never happened. Yes. And there are a couple of incarnations of supposeds in this thing. There's one suggestion, I think this is from Michael Mazin himself, that the film was going to be a prequel to both of these, to both uh-huh. Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, where there's something about Amsterdam and the two characters end up in Amsterdam together. Oh, boy. And they have just, both of them have simultaneously gotten out of out of jail in different places, but simultaneously, and the brothers meet up. So that's one of the rumors, that that was going to be the 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 sort of inciting incident for the film was that they both have just gotten out of prison. Well, that's how Vincent uh, comes to know that in Amsterdam, um, the quarter pounder with cheese is called a Royale with cheese. Exactly. And there's also though a rumor that it is actually the twin brothers of, it's going to be a, a, a sequel, sequel, not a prequel, oh, but a sequel with the trend with the twin brothers of Vic and Vincent who um, after their death of their brothers somehow are reunited. Sure. And uh, so, so that's what they another... were they were both pairs of twins. I guess so. <laughs> and and I think the quote was this is another I can't remember who said it but somebody was like it was very confusing and and didn't make a whole lot of sense but you know it's Quentin and he'll he'll figure it out yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So there was that. Um but taking it a step further something you may or may not know the film you know where Tra- uh, Travolta and Madsen do are in a scene together are in a film together I should say. Oh, um, no, I guess it has I, a Birmingham connection. Does it really? They're in, they're supposedly in trading paint together. And I haven't seen trading. Oh, paint, I have I, not seen trading paint which either. Which I've heard is real terrible. Whoa. So, I did not know Michael Madsen was in that or I would have watched trading paint. Well, now here you go. So that's a holiday gift for you. My understanding is on the set of this film that uh, when they first met, when Travolta first walks into, I guess it was a sort of a, probably a launch party for the film. Uh-huh. For the, uh, when they walk in and, and Madsen sees Travolta, he goes, hey, dude, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and Travolta said, hey, dude, I thought you were dead. And the crew got a big laugh out of it. Well, that, Wah, because that's song. hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of movies that John Travolta may have filmed in the state of Alabama slash specifically the Birmingham area, uh, you want to you wanna know what's weird? That movie, The Fanatic. Oh yeah. yeah, I have no, I've heard I have no that, elaboration. I've, okay, I've heard that it's real terrible. Oh, Rachel. Okay, so bad movie night, terrible. I mean, if I didn't think that you would run the risk of having people who worked on that movie come to bad movie night, and I could run that risk. Okay, yeah, I, then... I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I'm here to hurt feelings. That's my job. <laughs> um, it is. It is. Uh, it is a misguided project. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because who boy, it's that bad. Oh huh? uh, yeah. Um, worth watching though. I'll say that. I'm going to hit you with one more thing. Okay. And maybe you knew this too. Okay. Did you know that actually Madsen was supposed to play the role that Travolta played in Pulp Fiction? I think I did know that, but I don't remember why it didn't happen. Okay. I can tell you why it didn't okay. happen because Michael Madsen made a decision to be in another film that had a scheduling conflict. And that other film was Wyatt Earp, directed by Kevin Costner. Yeah, he fucked up. Well, he said it. He said, he said, I really, really screwed up. But what an interesting, and man, that's weird, right? Because what an interest, see how this fits in. What an interesting trajectory that would be because what you, Youngblood, may not realize, even though I'm sure you probably do, um, is that, you know, this really redirected, Pulp Fiction really redirected John Travolta's career. Yeah. I mean, it really revived him as an actor and every there were i mean he's back 
staying alive on the cover of every, you know, this kind of thing. It really revitalized his career. Yeah, he's not no longer in those Look Who's Talking movies. That's right. Boy, so, that's the second time in two weeks I've brought the Look Who's Talking franchise What does up. that tell you? What does that tell you? There's a, there's a good choice for bad movie night Well, right and you, let me say this, and I know that this is probably airing post-Christmas season, but we're close enough to the holidays here that you should still be able to enjoy some holiday fare, which I will do well into January, by the way. Uh-huh. I'm a big believer in that. Uh, the Look Who's Talking 2, I believe, uh-huh. and we're probably going to have to come up back with a retraction, but it is there's a Christmas one of those. There's one that takes place at the holidays, and I think it is the second in the series. That wouldn't surprise me. And it star it even features a song by French superstar, child superstar Georgie. No way. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Okay, I think I've seen a music video. Yes. Yeah. Oh, geez. You've probably seen it yeah. at the cinema. Yeah, I've, probably. I tend to force that down people's throats whenever I can. That's probably where I did see it. Because it's real terrible. Okay. That's, so that's Luke Who's Talking Alley, 2. Yeah, John Travolta and... Bruce Willis is the baby. But in Luke, Look Who's Talking 2, there's, there's a little baby, baby sister. That's right. I don't remember who... Oh, it's Roseanne. Oh, that's right. What, a, then, ni- what a nightmare scenario. And then Look Who's Talking Now, you hear the voices of dogs. They're pets. Okay. And so, so this has got to be two. You've then. got, I think, Danny DeVito as a dog. And you've got maybe Joan Cusack as a dog, who are like cute little, or Diane Keaton. I don't remember. Oh, wow. Anyway, this bears further investigation we'll at be some back. point. We'll be back on um, this because you really need, we need to know these answers. We yeah. need to know more about look who, the Look Who's Talking series. But one of them is indeed a Christmas film, and it does indeed feature a hit song, and I'm hit as in quotes, <laughs> by the uh, child wonder star Georgie. Danny DeVito and Diane Keaton. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't explain it. That was a really packed segment. Well, there's a lot of weird shit out there. <laughs> there's a lot to unpack <laughs> in that segment. Uh, but anyway, that's it. Yeah, that's what I got for you. Oh, man. We're your own personal cinematic Omicron and Delta. Oh, here Which to shut you... everything the fuck down. Which one would you rather be? I think well, Delta's... Delta's yeah. yesterday's news, man. A little longer like, in the tooth, though. Yeah, like that that can be stopped by a mixture of, um, you know, uh, just regular vaccines and therapeutics. But Omicron's the new bad bitch. New bad bitch on the block. Yeah, you got to get that booster. I still think I'm going Delta, man. I think, Del- right. I think Delta might hang in there a little longer, actually. Well, hey, we'll see. hey it's it's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. You know, we're, we're entering... Um, I don't know, year nine of this pandemic or whatever. So year two hundred. Yeah, we'll we'll see what sticks around. Let me go ask Old Man Winter. This thing's taking forever. Oh man. Anyway, thanks to Revelator Coffee for sponsoring. They're Absolutely. gonna help us get through part two quadrillion of the pandemic. Yeah. Um man, I need all the help I can get. Right. Thanks, of course, to Boutwell Studios for producing this, sponsoring it, putting it all together for us. Thank you, Brad. You're welcome. Uh, what else happens here? Social media. We are found there uh, at Sidewalk Film or just visit SidewalkFest.com where you can see showtimes at the Sidewalk Cinema. Lots Come of see good stuff. Red Rocket. Licorice Come pizza. see Licorice Pizza. Come see Macbeth coming very soon on, oh, I think, Jan 7. Oh, man. I am so yeah. excited for the tragedy of Macbeth. And also, Corey hates Home Alone. He hates the beloved Home Alone he doesn't like things that make people happy. Bye. <laughs>
Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.